This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? And thanks for tuning in to the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Hall of Fame and Pain returns with myself, Bully Ray, and my Hall of Fame tag team partner, Mark Henry. Big news coming out of the WWE. Lots of releases. We'll give you the names we know about so far, including a shocking one that me and Mark Henry definitely do not agree with. This is the Busted Open Podcast. He's Mark Henry. I'm Bully Ray. Turn it up and thanks for tuning in. Looks like it's going to be one of those days, folks. It looks like it's going to be one of those days. Last week, they started cutting employees since the merger. And today, we're hearing about some talent cuts. So here are some of the names that have been released from the WWE as of right now. Hopefully, these are the only names because we never like to see anybody get released. But the reality is sometimes things are just not going well with a talent and the WWE. Look at what happened with EC3. They didn't do a damn thing with EC3 to the point where you didn't even know he was on the roster. And when he did eventually get let go, you're kind of like, oh, he worked there? And uh, and today he's the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So um, here are the names so far. I think the biggest name to be released so far is Mustafa Ali. Um, we, uh, let, let me announce the names and then we can talk about it with me and Mark uh, Mustafa Ali also um, Emma Rick Boogs and Aaliyah those are the names so far so Mark amongst those names uh, Mustafa Ali, Aaliyah, Rick Boogs Emma, any of them shocking to you? I thought Boogs, man, Boogs was doing a hell of a job Mark, I, I agree. I no, agree. I never seen him have a bad match with anybody. He was entertaining with that yeah. over the top, like rock and roll, playing the guitar, and just like looking like his head was going to explode at any given moment. Yeah. I, I was starting to get into his character, and and we all know the ups and downs of Mustafa Ali. I mean. You want to talk about start, stop, start, stop, opportunity, no opportunity. It all started with the retribution stuff. Yeah. And that got killed off. And then the retribution killed off a bunch of careers. It it did. It did. There's, there's people that was involved in that that are still trying to recover. I mean, especially Dajakovic. Like he was, he was as hot as anybody was hot uh, in pro wrestling, and just out of the blue, retribution started and just killed him off. Um, the thing that I remember most about Dijakovic was his matches with Keith Lee. Yep, 
two big men going out there and doing stuff that you don't normally see big men do. I don't ever think Keith Lee recovered from from that from that like after that's the most memorable things that Keith Lee had did, done to me the matches with Dijakovic so I shouldn't say Keith Lee didn't recover because he moved on to AEW but definitely I agree with you Dijakovic never recovered like I don't know what they did not see in him the same way I don't know what they didn't see in Mustafa Ali because I've seen Ali cut promos on his own on social media that I said to myself that that's what they start that what they need to start doing with him yeah it reminded me of Sami Zayn uh during COVID okay you remember how Sam Sammy was single-handedly saving um WWE programming whenever he was on uh during COVID with the promos where he looked into the camera and he started addressing the crowd and giving them the breakdown of why they are the problem. And the people like me that are on this screen get judged by people that are incompetent and don't know. And Mustafa Ali does the same gimmick. He just didn't get the opportunity to, to really throw it out there. But then he went on that winning streak for a little while and they went over to Saudi and I think that he lost in Saudi. Like every time I saw them give him a little something, I said to myself, all right, they're giving him another opportunity. And by the time the night was over, I would say to myself, he maximized that opportunity. Wow. So, you, see breaking, you see the breaking news? Yeah, here's some more names. Uh, here we Whoa. go. Uh, oh. Elias and Riddick Moss. Whoa. I mean, Elias. Out of all the in, in, people, in a, in, a, in a company called World Wrestling Entertainment. Entertainment. Tell me what is not entertaining about Elias. I'm I'm in shock. That's the biggest name. Elias was never given the opportunity to just get over they used his every time he got ready to play as a gimmick to to interrupt and to to distract or detract his talent he created that he taught himself how to play the guitar and at the by the end of it he got pretty good at it uh, another name just came across the newswire. Top dollar. Man. Man, man, man. Now, top dollar definitely spoke his mind on social media. And from what I'm told, speaks his mind backstage also. Not sure how that went over. We'll get the full story on Top Dollar. Yeah, we got we to gotta have him on. And I'm sure he will come on. Yeah. But so far, the name to me, Elias. I remember Elias being in that. So when I, when I hear a name like Elias, I kind of 
think of like a Miro, a Rusev, or a Damian Sandow, a guys that got over when maybe the company didn't want them to get over to the max. But of all those names, Elias with the guitar and all of those talents playing the twins, like playing the both roles of, you know, Elias's brother, whatever his name was. I don't know how, if you're an entertainment company, you don't have anything for Elias. Mm. You know, when it comes to cuts, Mark. It's never it's just, good. It, no, it's never good, but it's just, it's a part of the wrestling business. Yeah. It's just going to happen. And that's why you have to try to use any company to make yourself as marketable, marketable as possible so that when things like this happen, other companies want to jump on board. Like, a, like an Elias. Hopefully... Uh, a company like um, I'm not even going to say AEW because I think I will say impact. Okay. Let's say impact or maybe NWA. Hey, listen, Elias can play the guitar, right? Billy Corgan is a guitar player. If anybody would see the value in Elias, I think it would be a Corgan. Yeah. As a, as a matter of fact, Elias slides in, put him in a program with, with EC3, EC3 right off the back. right off the uh, Overman. There you go. Him and, and Overman, yeah. right? You talk, call yourself Overman? Yeah. Let me show you who's over. And then crack a guitar right over his head. Bring. That's it. Have him do it. Have him, have Elias and Billy Corgan do a duet, both playing guitar together. And then have Elias crack the guitar over Corgan's head. I'll get people talking. I, I would have uh I would have Overman come out and say, hey, what's going on here? I'm the I'm the star here. I'm the champ here. And he cracks the guitar over Elias' head. There's only room for one Overman here. So yeah, I think Elias and the NWA would be a good fit. Hopefully, these are the last names we see today. It's rough out there, folks, in the wrestling business. That's why I, I don't think fans realize how difficult it truly is to be an independent contractor, pro wrestler, and not know at times where your career is headed, what your standing in is, is with the company. Mark, guys like me and you were very fortunate. Yeah. You 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 are who you are. And you knew the investment that they made in you from day 1. You were going to be around for a long time. I know what me and Devon brought to the table. I know what they invested in us. We were going to be around for a long time. And if anything were to go wrong with either one of us, I'm talking about me or you, we knew that we were going to have a platform to get ourselves so over in the WWE that we would be able to go work someplace else. Yeah, without a doubt. And you had a job immediately with AEW, and me and Devon obviously basically did whatever the hell we wanted in any company that was out there. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? 
Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. Our um, roving reporter out there in Stamford, Connecticut, Paul has uh, the press release that he is going to read to us. So, Paul, what's going on in the WWE this morning? You got it. So yesterday, the WWE announced that Elimination Chamber would be coming to Perth, Australia, which is pretty sizable news. But today, they dropped this bombshell. WWE, part of TKO Group Holdings Incorporated and NBC Universal, have agreed to a five-year domestic media rights partnership that will bring Friday Night SmackDown back to USA Network beginning October 2024. Additionally, beginning in the 2024-25 season, WWE will produce four primetime specials per year that will air on main NBC marking the first time WWE will air on the network in prime time. That's the news. So wait, you said main NBC, like the actual NBC channel. Right, like Channel 4 in New York or whatever your NBC is. So we're going to get like four old school Saturday nights main event type um, events on the actual NBC channel. Exactly. Okay. That's That's big. Thanks. Well, Mark, big news for you. That's big news. Okay. Because you, 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 you encapsulate all of WWE on one network now. So now, not only do you have Monday on USA, you have Friday on USA, and there and to bring back uh, and let, uh, Tuesday Saturday also with N- main- Tuesday also with NXT. And, and and Tuesday with NXT, yep. so all three brands on one network. Um, that's big, bully, and and to be on NBC. You know when we were kids, and they had three channels, four, six, and twelve. And to go back to the four again in New York is going to be very nostalgic. And they should do a nostalgic feel with the open. With the microphone dropping from the ceiling and the smoke and the plumbing, like all of it. Old school. Do the old school stuff. And, and man, I guarantee you the people will love it. I know I will. Um, For me, uh, I don't know if it's big news. Um, Nothing really... um shakes me to my core or shocks me in pro wrestling anymore. I think I've been desensitized to just about everything. I've seen um, shows move. Uh, We remember when SmackDown was, you know, first uh, uh, went live on television and then we were taping SmackDown and then SmackDown moved and now it's moving again. So I like the idea of everything being under one roof. I like the USA Network being the home of the WWE. And then we get four shows every year that kind of branch out that the entire um, the entire United States can see i mean not everybody has cable 
Some people still have TVs with just those couple of channels on it, and now they'll be able to see it. So to recap, the big news coming out of World Wrestling Entertainment this morning, SmackDown will no longer be on Fox. Paul, chime in one more second. One, When does this start? It starts in October of 2024, and ordinarily I wouldn't want to put a rumor out there as well, but I just want to put this out there as well for you guys. According to the Hollywood Reporter, um, USA will lose Monday Night Raw and NXT uh, starting in in September of 2024, meaning that SmackDown will come to USA and the WWE is actively looking for places to take Monday Night Raw and NXT that will not be on USA. So I'm going to just read... This oh, is, wait again. A minute, wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. This, this just broke too. This is just what broke the frick? too. Yeah, so so I'm gonna read this is exactly what the Hollywood reporter is reporting. Uh while the deal will bring WWE to NBC Primetime and SmackDown to USA on Friday nights, it will also mean the end of Raw and NXT on USA. A source familiar with the Raw discussions tells the Hollywood Reporter that the market for the program is extremely active with traditional linear networks, streaming services, and unexpected players all interested. So what we're getting right now from what we have from our news is that SmackDown coming to USA beginning in October. However, Monday Night Raw, NXT leaving NBC Universal starting in 2024. All right. Remember the part of the show a couple of minutes ago when I say nothing shocks me? We just got to the point where something shocks me. I was because... wrong. <laughs> this is don't, crazy. Don't ever play that drop again. Um, SmackDown coming to USA? Eh, okay, fine, great, no problem. Monday night, Raw being off of USA potentially? Oh, my God. That's shocking. That's shocking. Now, what what if they just swap places, and now Fox takes over Monday Night Raw? Um, but but it, Paul just said in that press release that there are other suitors. Correct. Who, so, who, like, who else could I'll be give, involved in this? So, right now, again, nothing official. We're we're a, exactly uh, Andre just put it out there, but it looks like Amazon could easily be as a streaming service, like a front runner to acquire both of those programs. So again, we got a long yeah, way to I, go. No, 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 time out. I want to sit in my freaking chair on a Monday. I want to turn on my remote control, on my cable, on my normal cable box, and I want to watch Raw. What, what's this Amazon stuff? Meaning like I got to order something and they got to come bring me uh, Monday Night Raw in a truck and they can, you know, give me a notification when they get here. How do I watch Raw on Amazon? All right, so All they for $50, for $50, an Amazon Fire Stick plugs right into the HDMI port in the back of your TV, and then you'll have a new remote with an Amazon Fire Stick, and you'll have to uh, browse to find Monday Night Raw. Too much work. Too much. Who needs gotta, another I remote? Got, I got to get a fire. I got to stick a stick in something. I mean, come on. What are we doing over here? So, so really, this might completely change Fox. Uh, um, Raw might go to something completely different than a cable station. We'll know, you know in a year, was... but that's 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 where we're at right now. I got some friends, bully. That's 
tie-ups over at Fox, and I was just like, wow, I feel bad for them. But now I don't feel bad. I, there's an op- there's another potential chance that they'll they they could take over um, Monday Night Raw and uh, NXT. Wow. All right, I got it. So what do I got to do? I got to get a new TV. I got to get no, a, no, no. I you don't have to get a new TV. You just got to down get, download the app, the Amazon app, on your phone. Yeah, but my TV is the one that you know. I got the TV with the record player built in, and then I got a vase on it and a lamp. You know, it's it's like a piece of furniture, you know, with a with a with a with a tube. I got one of them tube TVs. It's nice, about 20 inches. I still gotta get up, but I gotta turn the little dial on it. Boom. Well, I don't actually you got, get the, up. You got the rabbit ears. <laughs> yeah, I got the rabbit ears. I got one of those old school, like like I want it on the price is right. <laughs> oh my God, you're too much. Wow. I, I wonder how wrestling fans throughout the world, well, throughout the United States, feel about this potential move and Raw potentially not being on the USA Network. Paul, back on. What would be the easiest move for Raw? Like, who, what traditional cable station is is in the hunt uh, well i'll let Andre if andre wants to to take it go ahead andre i want to jump in here because the easiest move that keeps them on a network that is huge and i could see it is within the realm of possibility is disney buying in and here's why tko it holds both wwe and ufc ufc already has a deal with espn so if Disney buys in, we could see Monday Night Raw possibly on like ABC, Channel 7 in New York, and NXT could go on ESPN, which makes it legit. I just want a shot of Vince McMahon and Mickey Mouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> so does he. <laughs> ha, 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 Mickey, we outsmarted them all. It's time to shake things up around here. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. great. That is a and great me- drop. <laughs> I'm just going to add like one more little tidbit. And this, when Dave gets back on, he's going to go nuts about this. All right. He's going to so, go nuts. He's going to go nuts. But this is the, it's just a little one liner. And it says on USA, no affiliate programming to prevent the possibility of a third hour down the road, which could mean three hours of SmackDown. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, we want busted open 24-7. We might as well get more wrestling. Sure. Man. Wow. There's a, there's a lot. This is a lot of information on, on, on today's show. And LeGrec is not here. He must be running back and forth in his house, smashing his face into a wall. Why does it always happen when I'm not on? You know he's throwing stuff. He's, he, he threw something. David? A bottle of hot sauce against the wall, <laughs> something. Poor he wants to call in. He wants to call in so bad. Right he's now. gonna call in. He's he probably gonna, will. Listen, he's calling in. What's the he's over? Gonna, what's, what's the over? On, shit? What's the what over on that? On how how quick he calls in? I, I I would give the over under like fifteen minutes. All right, Dave LaGreca, if you want to call in this morning, 877-344-4893. No, let's send him the hotline. Morons. 
Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. First thing I said last night on Busted Open After Dark is we, you know, hope John is okay. Hope he's well. Whatever happened, not too serious of a situation. I heard that he walked out of the ring on his own with a little bit of help. Mark, before we get into the match or any of that stuff, do you have any insight or did you watch the match live on the monitors? Moxley okay? Do you have an opinion on what could have gone wrong? Uh, I watched it live and... Um, the angle that I was at, I didn't see his head hit the ground. And then I saw the replay. But before, Bully, before I give you my analysis of what I saw, uh, I want to address the trolls. Um, Guys, their accidents happen in pro wrestling. We say it all the time. Every time you go out there, your life is on the line. You could die. You could be paralyzed. It's a dangerous damn business. And sometimes we make mistakes. I've I've made some mistakes. And for John Moxley's head hit the ground was an accident. Ray Phoenix is not dangerous. Ray Phoenix is not somebody that should be punished or suspended. I saw what you said online. Like, cut it out. That's ridiculous. It was a mistake. It was an accident. He wasn't trying to get an extra payday and take the title. Stupid. It was an accident. So let's get off of Ray Phoenix. Now I'll give you my analysis. And Mark, hold on. If it was an accident, it was a centimeter of an accident. Because I went back and watched... And it wasn't like it wasn't like Owen and Steve Austin, where that accident you saw Austin's neck just fold straight down. This was just enough of an accident for 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 Moxley's bell to be rung. Would you agree? I agree. Okay, one hundred percent. Floor is yours. A lot of action, incredible match. The guys were put their bodies on the line, putting at least three times. I screamed out loud because I, I'm one of those people that when the pyro goes off, I scream. I see a big move, I scream. I react. I'm a good fan. And when Ray Phoenix jumped off the off the top onto the barricade. And hit Moxley, I scream. He put his career on the when you do stuff like that, I I, I screamed and you know what I said, Bully? Oh, out of out of blue out both ACLs. Oh yeah. I mean, guys our size don't come down from that high without something bad happening. Oh, something bad is gonna happen. So like they were doing really good business. They were working their ass off. 
And it was one of the more excitable things because everybody always expects Moxley to uh, do the grinder matches, do the hardcore matches. Moxley was working his ass off last night. They were reversing, going back and forth. It, it almost looked like Dean Ambrose. But it was John Moxley kicking ass and taking names. And for that accident to happen, which we get to the accident, and whenever I was always taught, do not try to cover. I mean, when I say cover, don't try to dress it up. If somebody's bell is rung, you cover them. One, two, three, and you go and you make sure that they're okay. Okay, so um, that la last that last sentence, who do you put the responsibility on in that moment in time? Moxley, Phoenix, or the referee? The referee is the principal in that matter. I agree. He's got a he's got a, a voice in his ear. If I see it and I see Moxley completely like lifeless, tell just cover him. Just cover him. That's 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 what I would say if I was producing. And then you 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 get you get the medical team out there, the doctor throws up the X and Dr. Sampson comes in and does his job. So one of the things that I talked about on after dark last night was the referee's responsibility in that situation. Now, we have to remember that these are split second decisions, but as professionals, we have to do our best to make a, a, a quick split second decision. The referee is the mouthpiece, Bully. Yes. Do you agree or disagree with me when I say the ref should have counted to three and rang the bell? Yes, 100%. Okay. okay. But it starts in the back. The producer, should, the, the, the producer should look, be able to see that and go, oh, he's out. Just tell him to cover him. That's 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 simple. Referee, instantaneous. Phoenix, cover him, cover him, cover him. I'm counting. So now I agree with you, but I went back and I watched twice, and this is what I saw. And I want to get your take on how the referee should handle this. When Moxley gets spiked on his head he's not out and he's not lifeless he actually says something i don't know if he said something to the ref i don't know if he said something to phoenix but he says something and he looks back at the referee if john moxley said do it again what should the referee do? Count to three. Count to th think in the think in the best interest of the wrestler. Yeah. Do not let the wrestler call the shot in that moment in time. If he is 
Bully, you know that you've had your bell rung. Uh, you told the story before. And I told you I, I've I've had a I've been dizzy before, but I never was went out. I've seen people get hit or take a bump that where they I visibly knew, oh shit, he's out. But they still talking, they like, let, let me do this. Then and 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 they can't control they they like a floppy fish. Your brain is still operating, but your body and brain are not connected. Correct. At that point. John Moxley could not move until Phoenix grabbed him and picked him up and started steering him. He was he was floppy. And then they did, you know, did it again. But I I think that that's thing. What if you you have a uh, a broken vertebrae? You pick them up and do it again, and you jar them, and then it slides, and then it cuts the spinal cord, and then they never walk again. That's why you always never move them. That's why when you see a car accident and they put them down on the board and they put the air cast on their neck, they don't want you to move, just in case. There's a there's a fracture in the vertebrae. Mark, I was about to bring up the very same example. We are thinking the exact same thing. When people get hurt, don't move them, because if you move them, you might actually do worse uh, to them that than that's already been. I'm done. just saying what I was taught. Yes, absolutely. And from a safety point of view the referee should not have allowed anything else to happen. And yeah. from a credibility point of view, I think, I think, I, I don't remember which referee it was. I, I Maybe it was, do you remember, was it Rick Knox or what, which referee it was? Man, Whoever I, it I'm, was. I'm drawing Whoever, Okay. It was it, Rick Knox. It was Knox. Rick Knox was looking right at Moxley's shoulders. So Rick Knox counts one, he counts two. Moxley did not move a muscle. His shoulder blade didn't twitch as Excalibur tried to cover up for. There was no movement. There was no daylight underneath the shoulder and the mat. He should have hit three and rang the bell. If that was the WWE, what would have happened? They would have stopped it. Even if, if the referee would have pulled, they would have said, no, no more. Ring the bell. But as referees, what yeah, are no. referees taught to do in the WWE? The referees are taught to be Listen the referee. do what they told. Right, but they're also, they're also told... Mark, I know you you were around for this. If 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 I, if I'm in the corner and I'm punching you and the referee starts a five count and if I don't break before the count of five, what is the referee told to do? Count him out. Throw it Disqualify out. him. Because the referee needs to maintain his power. Correct. And Vince would never get mad at a referee if he counted 3 
or if he counted you out in the corner on five. Because now you not listening, you become the problem, not, not the ref. Correct. The referee is told to be the referee. <clears throat> if somebody doesn't kick out for whatever reason, you count to three. We'll yep. worry about it afterwards. If you have to DQ somebody because they're not listening to you, DQ them. We'll deal with it afterwards. Hopefully, this was a learning experience for Knox that at the end of the day, the safety of John Moxley and whether to move forward or not with another move is actually on the referee. Yeah, I understand you're John Moxley, you're this, you're that, you're other thing. Well, John Moxley, you're just a man, just like I'm just a man in the ring who can get knocked out, and you're just a man in the ring that can get knocked out. And sometimes we have to leave the better judgment in somebody else's hands. You know, my my gripe with the AEW referees and always being someplace they shouldn't be or they're always checking on guys on the floor for too long and this and that. Last night, the ref, the, you know, the, the a wrestler was injured and that's when we really needed the referee to think in the best interest of the wrestler. But if you're never put in those situations, Mark, if that's the first time like a Rick Knox is put in that situation... It's hard to make the right call, especially if John Moxley is telling Ray Phoenix, do it again. So hopefully it's a learning experience for everybody. Well, we, neither one of us were there. We don't know what was said. Uh, that's all speculation. But you're 100% right. If, if, if that's the case and he said do it again, um, then more than likely the referee is going to acquiesce to what that wrestler said and allow them to go into it, but not because it's the right thing to do. The right thing to do is you see somebody visibly impaired, you just call it. And last night it should have just been count to three because nobody kicked yeah, out and nobody made an three. attempt to kick out. There was a three count right there in front of you. And that's why the fans got up and started booing. Because they knew something was up, something was wrong, somebody was getting screwed, or, or whatever the deal was. Most important part, Moxley is okay today. Yeah. And hopefully it's a learning experience for the entire company. <clears throat> and this does put some more spotlight on the responsibilities of referees when it comes to AEW. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.